Grand Rising, Grand Rising, happy people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. This is Tracy Walker, and this is where you can come, guys, to get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and, of course, money. We do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to tune in live, you're listening to this on the podcast, you can join our podcast text list to get the actual dial-in number at, uh, or, by dial, or by texting podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, that is text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. What's going on, family? I am so excited to be here on this wonderful, wonderful day. Again, it is Monday, Money Monday, Fun Day. I hope everyone had a fantastic last couple of days. You guys know, if you've been tuning in, uh, we are very, very particular with the words that we use. And so I don't say things like W-E-E-K-E-N-D, right, because psychologically, that word sounds like weakened. You get weakened, and we don't want to be weakened. We want to be strengthened. So I'm going to start saying, how was your strength in, right? How was your strength in the last couple of days? And um, that's the way that we want to make sure that we speak. We want to speak the words that actually bring empowerment to our lives, but got to understand that words are power. Words are power, okay? And so we want to use our words wisely. So this great day, ladies and gentlemen, I was inspired because I wanted to really, really talk a little bit about something called the shift. Yes, it's called the shift. You know, a lot of times in business, we are very, very used to doing things a certain way. You know, there's a gentleman by the name of Wallace B. Waddles. He wrote a book. It's called The Science of Getting Rich, one of my favorite business books of all time. I, I read it pretty much every day, not necessarily from cover to cover, but it is a reference book, right? It's a thin book, but it's a reference book full of powerful um, practices and mindsets and even instructions. It's an instructional book. And so sometimes I have to go there to, you know, get an, get an instruction. Hey, what do I do in this situation, right? And what Wallace D. Waddle talks about is doing things in a certain way. Doing things in a certain way. See, sometimes we are doing things in a way that works good for us. We're doing things in a way that we just love. Uh, and that's okay, too. We do things in a way that um, you know, is the easiest way or the most non-confrontational way. But I have to ask you, is that the certain way? Now, certain in this case doesn't mean um, that you're positive about it, right? Like you're certain, you know, right? Certain means doing things in a way that is proven for results. The certain way. Certain. The certain way. You guys get it? A certain way. And so if you are doing things that, you know, could be kind of getting some results and, you know, you're getting some sales here and there or, you know, you're getting new clients here and there, that's good, right? It's always great when you have new sales. It's always a, a blessing when you have new clients. But if you're in business, 
you want those sales and clients coming in on a regular basis or at least as regular as you can get them. you got to do things in a certain way. So you may need to shift. You may need to shift from doing it the way you thought it should be and the way you've been doing it to a new certain way. Now, here's what's tricky about a certain way. Certainty Certainty of how something is done can actually be relative to the person doing it. For example, if you have a gardener, if you have a gardener, a gardener has a certain way that he or she may do something, right? The gardener has a certain way that they do something. Now, if the gardener has been gardening for 30 years, then maybe the gardener is used to doing things a certain way. Right? And that's okay, doing things a certain way. However, if you have a gardener who's been more on the DYI channels and studying how you can do things in a much more technological way or even some of the adjustments and the amendments and how to make things, you know, done inside your home versus completely outside your home and they're just a little bit more evolutionary, you might find that there are some things in the new way that are also certain. So there is certainty in some of the old traditional ways, but there's also certainty in the new updated um, evolved ways. So the question then becomes, well, which way is the certain way? Is it either or? Well, no, it's not usually either or. It's usually, hey, what makes the most sense? You see, you can do things in a traditional way, and that's well and that's good, but if it doesn't make the most sense for you and what you're doing, you're going to have to shift. If you're doing things in a new, evolved way, and it's working for, uh, but it's not really working for you, it's not working for people that you work with, it's not working for people that you're working for, it's not working for people that you are in partnership with, you may need to shift. Whether it's shifting from old to new, or shifting from new to old, or shifting in such a way where you are literally just combining them. Either is okay. The requirement is that it's a certain way. Does it produce the result that you want? Let me give you another example. In sales, in sales, there's something called door-to-door, right, door-knocking. In sales, there's something called door knocking. Now, in door knocking, do we know that going door to door could possibly give you the results that you want? The answer is yes. We know that door to door salesmen can get the results that you might want. You would look and say, oh my goodness, I got five sales today. These were five sales worth, you know, $15,000 of an installment of some sort, of a new roof of some sort, or whatever it is, right? So, did it work? Yes, it worked. No problem. The challenge, though, the challenge, though, comes in when you start to assess the situation. So as I assess the situation, what type of time was put into that door knocking? What type of skill did that door knocker even have? What neighborhood was that door knocker knocking in? What were some of the preliminary things that the door knocker the door knocker was looking for before they approached that particular house? 
What were they looking for? Let's say they were a roofer. Were they looking for a certain number of shingles missing? Were they looking for damaged shingles? Were they looking for anything at all? Or were they just knocking on every single house in that neighborhood because one or two houses had damage to a roof last year? What was the justification for even tapping into that neighborhood? What are those things? Those are factors that matter. Yes, could you look at the fact that, oh, my goodness, the person did the door knocking and they acquired, you know, five contracts at $15,000. Oh, my God, I would love to have results like that. Yes, that in itself sounds amazing. However, we got to look at the process. That's one example. Now, on the flip side, same person selling roofs for roof repair, roof service, that, that same person could understand that on the internet or understand using direct mail that you could also target a whole neighborhood. You could get a, a list of all the homes in a particular neighborhood, the addresses. You could actually put together a letter or a postcard. You could send that letter or postcard to all of those homes. And you could then do what we call direct response, right, with the direct mail, where people could then respond to the phone number, respond to the website, complete a form, complete, a, you know, a, a request or, you know, a, a preliminary um, survey. And then you could then only talk to people who responded to your survey. If you did that and you acquired five customers and they were at $15,000 each contract, guess what? You still got the same result, but what's the difference? The difference is you weren't out driving around using all your gas to do it. You weren't out in the hot sun all day driving around to do it. You weren't getting in and out the car, in and out the car, in and out the car, in and out the car. You weren't having to say the same thing over and over and over and over and over. You didn't have to worry about somebody not answering the door. You didn't have to worry about you starting your pitch and someone closing the door on you. You didn't have to worry about going door to door to door to door to door. You didn't have to worry about that, but the result was the same. So then the question becomes, if you found value in the idea of being able to get the same result using leverage, not having to do all of the manual labor, but thinking smarter, working smarter, not harder, wouldn't it possibly make sense for you to do the direct mail campaign versus go out and door knock? It would depending on if you value your time or not. But some people wouldn't do the direct mail campaign because they didn't know how to find a graphic designer. They would, they would justify going out door knocking in the hot 100-degree sun. It's better for them. They actually enjoy it. Oh, they love being outside. Yes, sweaty. They love it versus just going on fiber, finding someone who could – Grapple design an amazing flyer that allows you to then send to people's homes and extract those who want the product or service. Somebody would make an excuse because they would be unwilling to shift. Make more sense, but I don't want to shift. It leverages my time better. It can give me the same, even better results, but I don't want to shift. I don't want to learn anything new. I don't want to grow. I want to stay where I am because I like it here. It's convenient for me. No, I don't want to know how to do social media. No, I don't want to have to do a video. Even though doing a video one time and a video being seen a million times is better than you physically having to do or say the same thing a hundred times. It's actually leveraged. But no, I don't want to because 
I don't like the way I look on camera. However, the way that you look is the way you look, and the way that people see you is the way that people see you. And when you go knock on someone's door, they see your face. Your face is your face. Whether you like seeing your face or not, you're not looking at your face. <laughs> you're not looking at your face. Your client is looking at your face. You don't want to shift. You got a reason why you got to stay where you are, why you can't grow, why you actually have to figure out how to get results doing something that may be harder for you in today's day and age through evolution, through technological advancements, through social media, through podcasting, through video, through all these different things because you want to keep running newspaper ads. You want to keep on getting magazine ads that cost $1,000 with virtually little to no return like they used to. But you know how to do that, so you're going to spend your $1,000 on something that's not really getting results because you don't want to learn how to do a video and get a thousand and pay $40 and then make $2,000. You don't want to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we begin to shift. It's time that we begin to understand that, yes, a certain way, you could probably find someone winning, succeeding in any particular field, doing things even opposite of other experts in that field. And if that is the case, what you then have to decide is what gives you better gratification? What allows you to get the results? leveraging who you are, what you have, your time allotment, your skill set, right? Because a lot of times it starts in school because in school, depending on what kind of school you may have attended or what type of school your children attend right now, school is very focused on what you didn't do. It's very focused on what you missed. It's very focused on what uh, you need to improve. In other words, if you got three wrong on the test and it were 10 questions, they don't say plus seven and circle the plus seven. What they say is minus three, and they circle the minus three. They're very, very concerned, and they teach children how to focus on what they did wrong all the time. And as adults, you've taken on the ideology that you need to fix everything that's wrong because through your whole entire life, nobody really pointed out to you starting as a child what you did right. You don't even know what you're good at because all you've ever focused on is what you're not good at. You don't even know that you're actually good writing because your whole life you've been told that you're not good speaking. You don't even know that you're amazing at drawing because your whole life you've been told that you're not good at listening. So you couldn't even shift. You didn't even know how to shift. But you focus on expanse. That's law. That is a law. You have to like it. That is a law. What you focus on, what you give your attention to more of the time, it expands. Earl Nightingale says, what man thinks of man becomes what he thinks about most. That's the same thing. Whatever you're focused on, whatever you're thinking about the most, whatever you're giving your attention to the most, that's what you become. If you focus on 
know what? You're not good at. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. Guess what? You become the person that is always focused on what you can't do, meaning that you're never really going to be able to grow and live into the, or step into the life of abundance that you want because abundance requires that you focus on what you, what you do well, what you're good at, what can grow, what has life. Abundance is not focused on what is dead, what does not grow, and what needs to be picked from the ground as a weed and tossed in the trash. You're focused on all the weeds in your life, but you're asking God for, you know, helping you with something, helping you with abundance, making more money, getting more clients, getting more customers, growing your business, getting more exposure. It's all of that, but you're focused on the dead in your life that has no life in your life. But you want something that has life. You cannot focus on one thing and get something else. What you focus on expands. You become what you think about most. Are you willing to shift then? Are you willing to shift in terms of how you perceive things? We talked about that before. Your perception, is it a minus three or is it a plus seven? Is it a minus three or is it a plus seven? Because a plus seven makes you smile, clap your hands. Oh, my God, yes, which one did I get right? Minus three says, what? I missed three? Which three did I miss? Oh, no. Tragedy. Plus seven minus three. The shift is real. Oh, the shift is real. So what I want to leave you with here today, as we begin a brand new week, uh, a brand new strength, hmm, power of words, as we begin a brand new strength, as we begin a brand new strength, I want you to focus more on the plus seven ideology. What do you do well? Focus today. Today, pay attention. Focus on what you've done well today. Focus on things that were good today. Focus on things that turned out amazing today. Focus on the little things that brought you joy today, that brought a smile to your face today or even somebody else's face today. Think about that. Be grateful today for all the amazing things that are happening in your life, not necessarily focus on the things that are not the greatest at this particular point in time in your life. You've got to shift. Plus seven. It's the plus seven theory. I hope you're able to pick up something that I dropped down. I dropped some nuggets today. I dropped some etymology nuggets. I dropped some focus nuggets. I dropped some understanding certainty and results nuggets. I gave you a name of a book. I gave you an author. I gave you quite a few things today. Did you pick up? anything that I put down today. Because I gave you a lot that if you actually tapped into it and focused on it, you could change your life radically, but it's up to you. Are you willing to shift plus seven theory? I want to thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Mind Your Business. I'm, I'm always thrilled to do this. I'm always thrilled to share. I can't wait for tomorrow. Right? I'm so excited because I enjoy doing these. I enjoy starting my mornings off after I dropped my son off at school. And, you know, I ran to the grocery store this morning. I'm actually sitting in the car doing this as we're talking. The flexibility of my life is amazing. 
I, I, I couldn't change it for anything in the world now if I wanted to. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 20 years. I, I wouldn't even know what to do having to be somewhere at the time that the people at that job told me. That. I just, I would probably, I, the first day and I realized it was a problem, I, I would be the problem. Hands down, I would be the problem. <laughs> I would not be a good fit for that environment. Some of you guys are not good fit for your environment, but you keep forcing your square peg in a round hole. It's okay. Not to shift. Some of you are great fits for your environment, but you feel funny. You feel funny there, but then that, that really means that you're not a great fit. You, you can adjust. You can be a chameleon. You can pretend like you fit in well, but, ooh, that soul of yours, that soul of yours is yearning for something else. That soul of yours is crying out for alignment. Goodness, you are so misaligned. But you pretend so well. <laughs> Time to make a shift. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up on today. I'm going to go ahead and get in the house. I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to have to go get me some new creamer, some new creamer, because I ran out of creamer and I couldn't drink any of my amazing CBD coffee the other day. So I am back in business now. I'm so thrilled. I'm going to get the day started, get a lot of things accomplished. And I want to thank you for tuning in with me here on this great day. This has been the Mind Your Business Podcast with Tracy Walker. You can get your daily dose of mindset, marketing, and money. We do this call every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to join the Mind Your Business text list by texting podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. And it has been a plum pleasing pleasure. I will see everyone on tomorrow's broadcast. Bye for now.